0: I was riding number nine, heading south from Caroline. I heard that long wow, some whistle blow.
1: can and hold on. It's me, it's me. It's old WB and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to your busy schedules here once again. Join me here in Dingus, West Virginia for another mighty fine. Another mighty fine episode here of the Old Soul Radio Show. Like I told y'all last Friday, the episode I'm putting out for you this evening, it really ain't an episode of mine. I'm sharing a podcast that I was on here a couple days ago. I think they put it up on Wednesday. I'm going to share an interview that i done with old brother Mike Hart and old brother Garrett McKee on the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. I had a good time talking with them fellas and uh, I listened to it myself last night. Turned out pretty good. So yeah, I'm going to play that one for you this evening. You know, talking to them boys, man, it made me feel like an old man kind of I mean, I know I'm 35, I feel like I'm about 65, but, uh, I am just an old soul, I feel like an old man. But, you know, they, I can tell they've been a fan of my show for a while, and they respect what I do, and they look up to, to the show, you know, so it uh, it's pretty cool talking to them boys right there. And it just got me thinking about all the shows I've done and stuff, and... How not just my life has changed, but how with this podcast, how everything about it really has changed. Now, if you would have told me that I first started doing the show, that I would get to do and experience some of the things I've been a part of, I would have probably laughed in your face. When I first started doing the show, I would take my laptop with me on the railroad and the hotel I stayed in in Princeton, West Virginia, that old days in. I'd do shows and use their Wi-Fi to upload shows, and if I was at home and doing a show, back from 2012 up until probably about 2015, something like that, all we had was uh, dial-up. We didn't have high-speed internet over here. So if I'd done a show at home, I'd go to McDonald's and use their free Wi-Fi and get me a, a McChicken or a double cheeseburger or something and upload shows used to do them in my living room, used to do them in my kitchen, in my bedroom, wherever it was quiet, wherever the kids wasn't at, you know. And I do have a, a little bit better setup now. But like I said, it just got me thinking about the history of, of this show here, and it's been fun. I know I don't have as many episodes in me as I've already put out. As long as folks are listening, I'll try to keep doing it, you know. Well, Brother Brad Wall, on Wall's dad, he messaged me and was telling me he enjoyed the interview i done on that podcast. And he said, it was so good to hear me talk. He said, you know, you do get to talk when you do your show, but uh, I would love to hear more from you. So that got me kindly thinking. Uh, if people want to email me at wb at wbwalker.com. Email me some questions. I thought maybe next week we might do an old Q&A show. I've never did one. So if I get enough questions to, to fool with it, you know, we might just do that. So if you have a question for me, maybe try to get it to me by this upcoming Tuesday or Wednesday or something. And uh, give me some time to skim through them, and I'll try to answer all the questions as long as they ain't nothing too personal or too crazy. Maybe that might be fun, something new, you know. Like I said, friends here in its entirety, is an interview i done this past Wednesday with my brother Mike Hartnell, my brother Garrett McKee from the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. So, hope you all enjoy it. Just make sure that you subscribe to them boys. I know their podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, and I guess wherever else you can probably find podcasts, follow their social medias and all that good stuff. There's some good boys, and I really appreciate folks that uh, are doing things right. Like I said, it meant the world to me to be able to answer any questions they had about podcasting, because like I said last week when I first started doing my show, now there was a few that was helpful, but most folks that I reached out to, they really didn't help a whole lot. Most of them cats ain't around no more. So, But anybody, if anybody's wanting to start a podcast or a radio show or whatever, anything I can ever do to help, just reach out and holler at me, and like I said, I'll do my best to help you out. With that being said, friends, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this old interview for you. But y'all take it easy and you have your good one. And good Lord's willing, as long as old 12 Pole Creek don't rise too high on me, I'll be back with you next Friday for a new episode of the Old Soul Radio Show and as they come to me, some more episodes of the Old Country Church. With everything give me, friends, I'm sure glad Jesus Christ died to save sinners because a sinner saved by the grace of God. And that's all I'll ever be. At least down here, anyway. But y'all take it easy and you have a good one. Before the interview, we're gonna play a... Uh, A message from some of our friends here at the station. But y'all take it easy. Oh.
0: I should have turned back around getting a wife and kids a kiss instead of singing to the folks in a bar about all the things I miss what I thought would make things better is only made it worse I treated everything I should've turned back.
2: we are live that was dalton mills verse chorus verse featuring lance rogers off of his debut
1: album that just came out here do
2: you know wb off the top of your head
1: uh it's been out about a month or so i believe not too awful long
2: so how you doing yeah we got the great wb walker sitting down with us today uh welcome to the show wb we really really appreciate you taking some time and uh sitting visiting with us for a bit tonight and
1: Welcome in. Everybody buddy. I, I appreciate you all asking me to come on. Uh, the honor's all mine. I, I'm looking forward to talking to you boys.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, right you're on, like a, a pioneer here with your old so radio radio show, obviously. And, yeah, you're, you're a legend. So thanks for sitting down and chatting. Our favorite thing to talk about, music. Yeah, man. And Dalton Mills. Good recommendation.
1: Yeah. Oh Dalton's a good dude. That record uh I've listened to uh quite a few records that's come out so far this year and that one right there is it's one of the best. It's uh it's one I've listened to quite a few times.
3: Yeah. Um shoot, where's Dalton from? He's from over by you, isn't he? Dal-
1: Dalton, uh-, uh I think he's out in Kentucky somewhere. I'm yeah, not exactly sure what part of Kentucky, but he ain't too awful far from that, here.
3: That's what I was thinking. He's a Kentucky guy, but man, it's a good, a good. Uh,
2: Middle Middlesboro, Kentucky, yeah. actually.
3: I have no idea where that's at, but <laughs> um.
2: Boy. So W W B, what have you? Uh, what have you been up to lately? Have you been? Uh, you've been working at all through all this or uh, have you just been taking some time at home with the family or how's how's it been going through all this pandemic nonsense
1: uh i've been off work for almost a year hmm. uh just spending a lot of time with the family and uh i guess just kind of making the most of all this stuff going on yeah it's
3: good good time for family time that's for sure man we had a, a couple good albums come out last week um, I know you, you know, Arlo McKinney, or McKinley and all that, and that that was, you talked about good albums, that was one of the best albums of the year so far, there too, um, I think it's been a really good week for music.
1: Yeah, I've been looking forward to that record for a long time, I first featured Arlo on the show, I think back yeah. in 2014, something like that, and, oh, uh, wow. that first record, man, oh. I've listened to it over and over and over, and I've got to know Arlo pretty good, mm-hmm. he's played, uh, mm-hmm three or four of my anniversary shows he's he's played here at my house and uh he's a good friend of mine I think the world of him. yeah this record is fantastic
2: yeah. been a, been a long time in the making like you said I think that that record did come out in 2014 too like it isn't that right I think so in five it, or six uh, years I believe
1: it's been a while it uh it, it was and the crazy thing about that record it was the way they recorded it it was recorded live and uh uh-huh. I think that kind of sp- Spoke for a while. I mean, I just you could, it just so raw and real, you know. And he just was pouring his heart out in every single song. And uh, I don't I don't know if there's any record that's since that one's come out that I've listened to more. I mean, it's meant a lot to me on a lot of different levels. And I just like I said, I thank the world, of Arlo, and you know, he'd sent me some demos of Dive Midwestern. It's something that was supposed to have been released a couple of different times, but when old boy records kind of started looking at him and stuff, you know, they kind of shelved it and, uh, and remastered it and mixed it and all that good stuff. And I hadn't heard the, uh, the final you know version of it until it come out there on well, the 14th or whatever, but man, it blew me away. It really was just everything about it. The recording of it, the uh, and the sound of it, just everything. It's just pretty much one of them perfect records, really. Agreed. He's,
2: uh, honestly like i wonder how many of those songs- do you i mean you might know how how many of those songs were if if it's been almost released a few times, how many of those songs do you think were uh added in in the last little while before it actually dropped here in august or uh, do you think they've all been kind of around for quite a while
1: yeah they've all been around for a little while. I remember he played some of them at some of my anniversary shows over the years and stuff. I'm thinking pretty much the uh i mean it might not be every single song, but most of the songs that he had originally recorded the first couple times they uh was gonna release the record i i think it's pretty close to what they came out with uh with the f- the final product
4: mm
2: hmm. yeah that makes sense so, so i got a question i got a question for you w b um just just in case anybody listening has never listen to your show um you've been at this for how many years now
1: well i started doing the show in june of 2012 and i had done like 15 demo shows or whatever kind of getting my feet wet before it was on itunes or anything like that uh it was just solely on my website and uh like i said i'd done like 15 shows kind of got comfortable with it and uh i, I wanted to I took a little break. I took two or three months to figure out how I want to do it, and that's kind of how I found the format I have now. Because when I first started, I kind of just played a little bit of everything, and uh, you know, now I kind of, for the most part, just solely focus on trying to help you know independent artists and stuff get heard. Right. Like I said, I started in June 2012. It's officially been a podcast since mm-hmm. uh, May of 2013. So I, it's over seven years it's been on iTunes, but when it comes to the whole all of it, I guess I've been doing it for a little bit over eight years now. Wow.
3: That's about seven and a half years longer than we have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, I was I was a pretty I've been a pretty frequent listener of uh of your show since about i would say two years ago roughly maybe a little more than that um and i always thought that that was something i always thought was so cool about it was the fact that yeah it's a podcast and you know you sit and and talk and you know tell the odd story and that kind of thing and you really get a as a listener you really get a chance to kind of get to know you on your own show but then at the same at the same time it's entirely about the music i mean you it, it, it's a ra- it's a radio show, but at the same time, you still get to. Uh, it's on demand, you know, for a, for a listener. I can go back and listen to any one of them that I want at any time, right? Yeah. And that's why, that's why I believe that. Uh, you really, like Mike said, you really are a pioneer for this whole thing because there's a lot of people, out there doing music podcasts now in that, same kind of way, and uh, I won't I. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, and I've told you this before that your show is a kind of a huge inspiration for the vision I kind of had when me and Mike first started, started talking about doing this right. show, because I always loved the the fact that you got to feature music and then connect with your, with your audience just at, at your, on your own, uh, on your own terms.
1: Yeah. I've always, you know, uh, over the years I've, not changed it a whole, whole lot with the show and things. And I've, from day one, I've tried to uh, incorporate, you know, my listeners with the show when I've tried to keep it as raw and as genuine and as real as I can. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I always try to make it something that I would want to listen to myself. Now there's a lot of radio shows or whatever I've listened to over the years. And, you know, I tried to think about the things that I would have done different if I would have been doing them shows and kind of incorporate it with how I do things and uh it has been good to me man i've I've really had a good time with it and stuff and uh you know i took a took about a six seven months break this year and uh trying to figure some things out in my own life and right. you know nobody nobody really gave me a hard time about it you know everybody understood and and they' was waiting on me when I got back and it uh it feels good to kind be back in the swing of things and uh like i said the show just means a lot to me
2: yeah it's it's great to hear you back hear hear you back on the air again and uh and releasing episodes for everybody and supporting supporting all those independent musicians that uh that definitely need it especially right now
1: yeah yeah it's kind of one thing on my mind you know i thought i kind of took which i mean i didn't have much choice you know i just kind of need to make some changes in my life and stuff mm-hmm. but at the same time it was a bad time for it to happen because i know a lot of people can't get out and hear live music and just can't get out in general a whole lot so i thought man my show if it's ever been needed you know as an escape for people or just something to listen to you know right now's the time that it would probably be be the most help so uh like i said i'm kind of glad to be able to get back into to doing it
2: what's uh I, I i got a bit of a follow-up question on my first one um what you know I, how, what all went into the first, um, this, like your, your decision to start the old, soul radio show and, and what's, uh, you know, how did, how did you make connections and take kind of your first steps towards creating what, you know, bringing the show to the for to the formats and, and, uh, you know, the level it's on now.
1: Well, uh, a guy I worked with, a good friend of mine by the name of John Brown, He, a uh, real big fan of music and stuff, and we was working together, and he had played Chris Knight for me. And it blew me away. I mean, it just absolutely blew me away. And I thought, how in the hell is this not on the radio? And I guess that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole. I mean, I just couldn't wrap my mind around why Chris Knight wasn't played on radio. And, you know, I was sharing different musicians ray wiley hubbard and chris knight and folks like that uh you know lucero and things like that i was i was sharing it with my friends and family and stuff with folks i knew that really enjoyed music and i started thinking about things i thought man if uh you know, there's got to be a bigger way to to share this music that uh, pretty much doesn't get any promotion or any airplay there's got to be a way that i can maybe try to help and like I said, I started doing a little, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Just kind of, you know, just felt my way through it type deal. And uh, I don't know, I've been blessed. It uh, It was something that that folks you know, tended to uh, to enjoy. And, you know, I, you know, a lot of the connections and stuff I've made and a lot of people I've met, you know, I've heard, you know, musicians and just reach out to them about playing them on the show and stuff. And I go see them live and. You just build friendships and stuff, and I've just, I've had a lot of folks over the years, you know, just help share the show and help promote the show and things, and it's just, like I said, I've been doing it for, you know, over seven years as a podcast, and, you know, stuff never really happened overnight. There really wasn't a, a huge turning point. And it's just one of them things you keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away, mm. and with each show you do, there's more folks that find it and more folks that listen to it, and, you know, people sharing it on social media and people just, you know, sharing it by word of mouth and stuff. It, uh, it just been a, it's been a long process, but you know, like I said, hearing Chris Knight for the first time, it just really opened my mind and my heart and soul and everything up to, uh, just, I just, it killed me that there's just so much good music out there that, uh, that folks yeah. had no clue about. So I, that's kind of one reason. I've always said it's kind of like when you when you read a good book or something, you just want to give it to somebody else, and mm-hmm. you you hope they get the same experience from it as you do. And uh, that's how I've always been. You know, I hear a record, and I just, and to this day, I still get excited when I hear yeah. something that you know I just absolutely fall in love with. I just want to share it, and I just want people to hear it.
2: Yeah, you're. I lo- I love that little analogy there about the sharing a good book yeah. because yeah, that's. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> I I always think that's
3: funny too, how you said Chris Knight you mentioned Chris Knight as being that one artist that kinda of pulled you in. Like for me too, like I like I'm newer to this, I'm younger, but uh, my mine was like Turnpike, you know, I heard that and I was like, How in the fuck is this not on the radio? Like and then, then you just go down that rabbit hole. I think it's funny how most people I talk to, like in this world of um music, uh have that like one defining artist that like stood out where they're like holy crap what the what what else is out there you know like people need to hear this Mm -hmm. but um speaking of i think this is probably a good time time wise for another song so speaking of someone that stood out to me um i the the second song right garrett we're gonna go to courtney right we're gonna stagger him i think yeah
2: yeah you betcha go ahead
3: so uh i found this lady by the name of courtney Patton. um and i i first heard of her through cody jinx actually um they had a really good uh like filmed concert thing that they did together and it's all like on youtube you can watch it whatever but it's uh courtney Patton and her husband jace needy and um the first song we're we're going to play is with those two together on an album they did called Something Together, uh, which is very fitting, um, but the song is going to be called Judgment Day. It's a really great tune, um, something to jam out to, so uh, this is Courtney Patton and Jason Eadie, uh Judgment Day. Enjoy.
5: my head it's judgment day when that crowd shall gather round when that crowd shall gather round when that crowd shall gather round round. will they make a mournful sound when that crowd shall gather round Take back what came for, get down on my knees and pray. Bow my head, it's judgment day. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, can't take back what came for, get down on my knees and pray. Bow my head, it's judgment day.
3: Y'all, that was Judgment Day, the great Courtney Patton and Jason Edie, Um I know a lot of you have probably uh, heard of them a little bit, um, but if you haven't, check them out. They have a bunch of stuff out, really, individuals, and they have this album together. It's really awesome stuff to listen to, um, but we also are sitting here still with the great W.B. Walker, Old Soul, Old Soul Radio Show, it's still a tongue twister to this day for me. I don't know how many times I've said it, but I mess it up more than half of the time. But WB is still here. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about our sleep schedules getting out of whack in the break, you know. But uh, yeah. Have you uh have you looked too much into those guys? WB, Courtney Patton, Jason Eady, That that kind of scene? Or- I've
1: listened to I've listened to Courtney a little bit. I've played Jason on my show probably the yeah. past four or five years, something like it. Right. Uh, Justin Wells, a good friend of mine, and Justin, he had him and uh, Jason Eady, uh, but or, they were going to come over and do a live podcast here. Oh yeah. And uh, at the last minute, Jason got offered to play a show somewhere, and it's crazy money and stuff. So we we had to kind of cancel it. But it's something we've kind of talked about, you know, over the years to get him back over here. And uh, that's one show right that on. I hated that uh didn't go through but yeah yeah, i've been a fan of jason for a long time
3: oh yeah that's cool i i actually didn't know that so that's that's awesome and yeah courtney's got a lot of a lot of good stuff she like started i know a lot in like southern kind of gospel music like has some good albums like that um but yeah she's she's a fun one to listen to easy on the ears and i think just those two together like they get overlooked so much for whatever reason but you know they've been around for a while and making good stuff so i'm glad we got to put him in a little jason's
1: bit one of those people when you talk to uh, different musicians about you know some of their favorite songwriters yeah you know jason always mm-hmm. his name always gets brought up he's somebody that you know like i said a lot of songwriters mm-hmm. really respect and stuff he's uh man he's a heck of a songwriter
3: yeah 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 He's he's i always feel he's so respected amongst other musicians and songwriters but not a whole lot of people actually know about him so like Just as fans, like, listening to music, he's overlooked quite a bit, so I'm glad that we are playing a couple from both of them, um, on here, but... Yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) one thing that, so, we were talking before the song, um, that WB kind of got into his whole podcast radio show through falling in love with good music, um, and he referenced, you know, Chris Knight and... What, Lucero, and a couple other really good ones. Um, but I'm I'm interested. I don't know. I really genuinely don't know WB's take on this. But that's similar to why me and Garrett got into this, almost to a T. But we had one other aspect going on, which isn't so loving. And that's like the almost the anger when he said, why isn't this being played on the radio? Like a little bit of anger towards that whole mainstream industry did you have that too or were you more just like more people need to hear this or did, were you also like kind of pissed off at, at why they weren't on the radio
1: <laughs> well I've always kindly been uh you know it, it aggravates me that yeah. uh I mean there's just so much I mean it's just everything is just so money oriented uh-huh. they try to market folks that uh that's going to be cash cows for them you know and there's a lot of bands and stuff that uh, maybe they think their songs ain't markable or whatever but I've never I've always kind of been the type of person that I don't dwell so much on the things that uh, that I don't like you know it's, mm-hmm. I usually try to focus on the things I do and try to promote that. It's aggravating you know it's I don't understand why there's a lot of musicians you know like you take Cody Jinks, has yeah. number one records and this and that and uh, you know you don't ever hear him at least on my local country radio and stuff i don't never hear him or nothing and just Me
4: neither
1: it's just crazy man everybody wants you know they want to put artists out there that they're you know that they're making money not off just you know, they're making money off the songs they sing you know uh-huh. you know you got a lot of folks that uh you know were that writes you know you probably can't listen to 10 minutes worth of country radio and not hear A song or two that's not written by the same person it's just i think they're not so much into singer songwriters as they are into uh to folks they can just market and and get them to sing their own songs and stuff and they're making money off of the folks they put on the radio Uh and it's just it's always aggravated me you know but it's one of those things that's just how the whole world is in general you know i watched a movie the other day i had found it because ryan bingham was on the soundtrack Mm. It was a movie called Puncture, and it was about a a nurse that had got stuck by a needle, and she developed, uh, she got uh, HIV from it, ended up dying. And uh, a lawyer had picked up the lawsuit because there was a guy out of Houston that had created a a needle that that couldn't accidentally stick people. And uh, they fought all these big corporations and marketing groups and stuff, you know, trying to get this needle into hospitals. And they I guess some hospitals started picking it up but not many did. But it's just the same with that, you know. It's because there's folks making money off of other things and they don't even though something's better out there, they don't want nothing to do with it because it's gonna take money away from them. That's just how the world is in general, man. Just money kinda of controls everything. That's a great point. What
3: a what a wildly good analogy there too. <laughs> like that yeah, just like that. That was a, incredible. Good timing. That's that's perfect. I think
2: we've I think we've gotten a lot. At least, I mean, I I know I feel a heck of a lot differently about you know the the mainstream and and that kind of thing as we've gone on doing this podcast and you start to talk to artists and you start to realize that a lot of them understand exactly what you just said that you know the mainstream a lot of the times in a lot of cases doesn't care about you know songwriting or or real talent they just care about the the dollar like you said and so it's kind of, i mean it's kind of changed my feelings on it. i don't get as mad and as as uh i guess i don't i don't attack you know i don't attack it as much it's still i don't fun think sometimes, as i as i used to yeah, I mean it's fun to make it's it's fun to make jokes and it's fun to, you know, poke fun and stuff like that, but uh it's like like you said as you go on it you just realize, you know, promoting the stuff that you do really love is probably more important than wasting your time being angry about the other stuff. Not like you said, not that that isn't fun once in a while to make some jokes and at their expense, but uh <laughs> yeah. It's just something I guess that you learn as you go on.
1: And like i said i've always just you know there's just so much good stuff out there mm-hmm. that uh that needs heard and i've always tried to focus the majority of my time that i can put into a radio show or whatever into mm-hmm. promoting the folks that need to uh need to be heard or heard i mean and uh, you know it's hoping some small way you know that i've been able to to help folks a little bit anyway yeah
2: well you you certainly have i mean you're you're 271 episodes into this now and counting and uh i mean just a, f- a few off the top of my head that i know that i either partially or like started to really dive into because of your show um would include i mean i was introduced to by to uh tyler childers by a friend of mine and same with Coulter, Coulter wall but uh i found your show not long after i first heard those guys and so going back through the u through youtube and you know hearing the hearing the songs that uh tyler performed on your on your show they're you know they're kicking around youtube and and then he listening back to your old i believe it was one of your anniversary shows excuse me anniversary shows uh colter colter played a set i believe um that was just something that was really cool that, you know, helped me kind of dig in a little further as I was kind of going down that rabbit hole myself. Right. Yeah. And look where they are now, I mean. <laughs> yeah,
3: dude, they got, they got Tyler Childers on our karaoke now in Iowa, man. Kid's blowing up. Yeah,
1: it blows me away. When I, first started, when I first started listening to Tyler, there was probably maybe 10 or 15 videos of his on YouTube. And, I mean, now... I mean, it's, it's, I still, my mindset sometimes still thinks where I've known him for so long and stuff. And, and the same with Colder, you know, it, uh, I mean, when I first heard Colder, there was only a handful of like them, them brewery videos and a few different things. There wasn't hardly anything of his mm-hmm. on YouTube. And, uh, now you probably couldn't, well, the brewery, I mean, those brewery videos, there, you can find them. But a lot of the other videos that I'd first, you know, had watched you can't hardly really find them anymore i mean it's just it's crazy sometimes when i sit and think about how big them guys have gotten and stuff and uh and you know, i was blessed to uh kind of be in a right place right time type deal you know i heard tyler and a friend of mine had uh had introduced me to or had sent me some of his music and it blew me away and immediately i reached out to him on facebook and it wasn't like a week later he was staying at my house i had went and seen him play a little small coffee house and he him and Snore was just had just started dating at the time and i don't think they were really officially dating they had just started seeing each other at the time and he kind and stayed with me at the house mm-hmm. and we drank a lot of beer he played a lot of songs and you know sometimes i sit and think back on some of the things i've been pri- privileged to be a part of it just it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around sometimes you know i've been blessed
3: yeah that's freaking wild dude like just so early on there, being, being you, yeah, yeah, you watch the entire thing unfold with that guy, like unreal.
1: I've seen him do shows at the V Club that uh, there was maybe 15, 20 of us there, I've seen him in coffee shops where there wasn't 10, 12 of us there, and I've just gradually, over time, I kept seeing more and more and more, and probably three or four years before he really blew up, every time I had him play an anniversary show, I always said, this will be the last time I'll be able to get him, because <laughs> once the world found find out, finds out about him you know it's going to be uh everything's going to change and it took honestly a little bit longer than i thought it would yeah but once it happened man it was like a like a forest fire it just it just took off
3: cutting past like a forest fire people's wider than backhoe yeah. tires no just
1: i'm just fucking playing it's um something like it anyway
3: dude so you said you seen all that with with tyler with uh how you felt like that like it was just when's he going to blow up? It could be any day, like maybe next year you won't be able to get him back. Is there anybody you feel like that about uh, right now who's maybe younger on the scene who, I mean, I know that's kind of a tough question to put on the spot, but is there anybody else that's sticking out like he kind of did to you back in the day?
1: Uh, I'll tell you one person, in which you played some songs of his earlier, one person that, uh, that I really think has the ability to... Uh, become a, a name that uh that definitely a whole lot more folks know of than uh they do now is i've really got a lot of faith in dalton mills man that record that he just put out it uh it kind of reminded me almost of that first arlo record how it kind of made me feel i mean it just blew me away i mean just kind of get goosebumps you know all that good stuff and it's just one that every time i listen to it you know i just I pick I pick up something else, and I hear something else that I didn't hear on the listen before, and it's just. You now I really think that with Dalton, that uh, the kind of the sky's the limit with him. You know, he. I think he really has it. Yeah, well, that's
3: a good pick here then for a, a musician because I I this is a new name for me honestly um, until uh, you texted Garrett about it but i'm with you man he he definitely it's good it's good and i'm glad that, that you picked him to come on but or not to come on but to, to play him um,
2: well i i first i first heard him on uh on your show here whatever that was uh in july there what the end of july the episode you released i guess that was a few ago now probably three or four ago but it
1: just, it's, it's kind of how everything's kind of changed now, it's just, it's hard to really put myself in the same, with the question you asked me, it's really hard sometimes to kind of put myself in that same mindset, because like when Tyler first started out, or yeah. when I first heard him, there wasn't Spotify, I mean, there was right. like Pandora Radio, but a lot of the things now that uh, that really help get people heard and stuff, you know, there really wasn't much of that back then. And I honestly think that, that musicians today they have a little bit more of an advantage than folks did probably five or six years ago because they're just everybody and their brother, they make uh, you know, Spotify playlists and stuff. So, I mean if you which I don't have I've never really fooled with Spotify myself and uh things like that, but uh which I know a lot of folks hear a lot of good music and stuff on there. And I hate it the way things have kinda went because not many folks buy music anymore. And right. that's fine when we're not in a pandemic and people can't get out and now people can't get out and tour. I mean, I, I won't say no names, but I heard a fella the other day that, that is a band member for a pretty big act was talking about that. He's going to have to probably find a regular job because he, he can't go out on the road and can't make any money. And, you know, the Spotify and stuff, yeah, it's great. and, And things like that, you know, you can pay $10 a month or whatever and listen to whatever you want, but they don't pay shit. And, uh, you know, I had a, uh, a fellow right. on my Facebook the other day, he had was talking about that he was, you know, had just, I guess, crossed over the 10,000 listens on Spotify, and he was excited mm-hmm. about that, and I Googled what 10,000 listens on Spotify played, and it was 40 bucks.
4: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yep. I mean, that's four CDs. I mean, that ain't nothing. Right. So that's, exactly. you know, when I do my show, I, tr- I make sure I always tell folks where they can go and buy music and stuff, and I try to... Which I know everybody can't afford it. You know, there's you know, it's especially with everything going on now, you know, right. it ain't cheap buying a lot of music. But uh but I at least try to throw it out there that uh to try to pick stuff up, especially through band camps and direct directly from artists' websites and stuff, you know, they, they get that money pretty much immediately. But like yeah. I said, it, it it's really hard for me to think about that when it comes to uh what musicians next are gonna do things because like I said, things have kinda changed. Right,
2: and it uh, it it is it is a heck of a lot easier for a musician to kind of, I mean, sort of blow up overnight, if you will, rather than like compared to those early days, like you said, when you were seeing Tyler play in coffee shops and and small clubs like that. Seen
3: it with Zach Bryan.
1: Yeah. Well, the perfect. Uh, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Zach Bryan's a perfect example. You had him put a record out, and and uh, a few different websites and stuff covered it next thing you know boom he's blew up yeah and yeah. i mean with tyler or colder or any of the other ones that uh you know that we mentioned before it didn't happen like yet right and mm-hmm. it just now if you go viral if you have you know a record or a song or something that goes viral i mean it it can change your life in a overnight
2: right yeah exactly i mean people were practically at that guy's doorstep begging him to put out an album and he just had to go <laughs> and cut something as seem as seem like i mean not saying he rushed it but like he just it, he'd see, it, pe- the way people reacted to it just made it seem like he needed to put something out, like as soon as he possibly yeah. could.
1: Well, that old saying, you know, striking when the iron's hot, you know, it.
2: uh Yeah. I mean,
1: some sometimes it can. I mean, it definitely, I think, benefited him, but at the same time, you know, I think that first record he put out was was pretty much perfect, and this one, the second one, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I just featured it on the last show I did, but uh, the the feel of the record for me, isn't the same. I think maybe he did kindly. He wanted just to put something else out there, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. I'm not a musician, and, uh, you know, I can't say I wouldn't do it exactly the same way he did it, but at the same time, you know, it... uh, But then again, like I said, we're living in a world nowadays people can't get out and tour, so there's going to be a lot of records probably released that wasn't planned to come out when they come out. You know, folks got to make a living Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, so, I mean, this whole pandemic is... It's changed a lot with music. I mean, folks like I said are are having to think about. Well, I didn't want to put a record out for another two years, but you know, I need money, so I'd say it's going to change a whole lot. We're gonna, and that's good for the for the consumer, for the listener. I mean, we're going to get a lot more music, but uh, you know, it's kind of put the musicians in a uh, in a situation that uh, that nobody can really give them any advice on and tell them what to do because this is the first time, anyway, that I can think of that. Uh, you know, other than maybe like a World War Two or something like that when things went on, but right. uh, it's just, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. And like you said, that is the, I mean, the double-edged sword of the situation is, yeah, like the, the musicians and the artists can't get out and tour, so they're not making money, but then you also have listeners who are likely and, you know, in some cases completely out of a job too, who, again, don't have the money to, to spend on merch or a record or whatever it may be which is even when they want to right so like yeah. you said all that all that a person such as yourself and we can do is you know put the links out there as much as we possibly can you know share it on social media and support you know support ourselves as much as we can
1: yeah, that's, um, a, that's all we can do is try to is try to help you know cuz like i said there's a lot of musicians you know, bigger acts like Tyler and Colder and stuff like that. I, you know, I'd say they'll be fine, but just the your bands that really made a living by just, you know, off the, what off they made, you know, from the from different venues and stuff. I mean, they don't they don't have that now, so it just my heart really goes out to to all these musicians right now because, like I said, it's just it's sad. I mean, we've never experienced anything like this. I mean, it just crazy we for living
4: in. Yeah.
3: And the the, right. the venues too. We are we already lost one of our better venues in Iowa City in my opinion. Um but yeah, it's it's the, everybody in the industry is is taking a hit. I mean, like you said, the bigger ones will be all right, but um the little guys might have it a lot tougher. Um but speaking of a little guy, that uh we can support, Garrett, do we have another song?
2: Yeah, we're going to play a second one from uh, Dalton Mills. Self-titled, self-titled debut album here, um, handpicked by W.B. Walker for the show here today. This one is titled Last Goodbye, Dalton Mills. Enjoy, everybody.
6: fly by It's about all I can do anymore To this bed I'm bound For thoughts I drown I don't see much to live for The dogs are barking Faces when There's a young man who stops by a few times a week They send him over to check on me And I know he's stealing Hell, I ain't blind He just thinks I don't see What's it do what can I say I can't defend myself anyway
2: Welcome back in, everybody. That was Last Goodbye from Dalton Mills off of his self-titled debut album that just dropped here not too long ago in 2020. Recommended to us by W.B. Walker. He is still sitting here with us. And make sure you all head on over to Dalton Mills' social medias and uh, give this record a listen because it is absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure that you will all enjoy it. All right. WB Walker, we are going to put you through the rapid fire questions. Do you think you're ready? I am ready. <laughs> All right. You said you sound pretty confident. Yeah, that
3: was confident. <laughs> we'll see.
2: All right, I'm going to I'm going to kick it off uh WB What was your favorite childhood meal?
1: Favorite ch- childhood what? Your favorite meal when you were a kid. Uh I don't know. I've always been a I've always been a steak man. I've always enjoyed steak, so as long as I'm a member, proper steak. That's good man.
3: We yeah. I grew up on a farm. We we had beef. That's that's a good one. Um this one is a new one that I came up with the other day. I came up in like some kind of conversation, but uh, back I don't know if they still do it, but they used to if you were the World Series MVP for baseball, they let you choose a car and you, like, get a free car. So, WB, you have just won MVP of the World Series. What car are you going to get?
1: Uh, Any car, old cars, new cars?
3: Any Anything goes.
1: Uh, I'd like a 1952 Ford F1.
3: That would probably be the first time anybody chose that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I would like it to be beaten up and look... Like that old truck off Sanford and Sons. I mean, I've always wanted one, and hopefully, in the next couple years, I'm going to get me one. There
4: you go. There
3: can't be too many of them uh, left. I know.
1: Sweet. Eh, yeah. There's a few, out there, I'd say.
2: <laughs> WB, this might be a tough one. It's kind of a two parter. Um, All right. What, what is. Well, how about this? How about. No, I'm going to ask What is your favorite Tyler Childers song? Ooh. And then what Adam. is your favorite Colter Wall song?
1: My favorite Tyler song is one I got lyrics to tattooed on my wrist. It's a song called Adam. Mm. And my favorite Colter song is probably, uh, yeah. I don't know. I've always liked Ball Butte real good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm going to maybe go with that one. That's a great.
3: great choice. some solid stuff. Um, I'm going to throw this one in. Uh, since you're on the hippies and cowboys podcast uh would you call yourself more hippie or more cowboy?
1: mm probably neither. I'm just kind of a hillbilly, but I don't know I'd probably be more of a cowboy than a hippie I don't know
3: all right we'll change our we're gonna change our name to hippies, cowboys, and hillbillies <laughs>
1: that, that'd be a good one
2: <laughs> all right uh... Would you rather have bacon or sausage with your breakfast?
1: Uh I'm a I'm a bacon man. You're a bacon man. Alright.
3: I my other one's about food, but you asked food two food questions. I did I I did ask to, two food questions. I don't <laughs> want to ask it anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I like food. You you make it full,
3: so. I'll, well it's gonna make me hungry is the issue. Um let's see. <laughs> You said how many tattoos do you have,
1: W B? Uh hold on a second, let me count. Probably about ten or eleven. Alright, which one's
3: your favorite? Which one's your favorite? That'll be mine. That's enough to uh, pick. a favorite.
1: Well I got I got three that uh that I that that I couldn't pick. Any uh I got my three boys tattooed on me all three of their names, so I'd have to say all three of those.
3: That's a good one. Can't go wrong with that choice. All
2: right, um, all right. this is my last one. Uh, what is the last song that you downloaded? Or I guess the last song, since you said you don't, you're don't, you not much of a Spotify guy, how about the last record you spun just by yourself?
1: Uh, the last record that I listened to out right here in my bar was probably... I think it was a soundtrack to a movie that came out back in the 90s, a movie called Mall Rats. I think that was the last record that actually spun out here. If you've heard of like the Jay and Silent Bob movies and stuff, it was a a, a movie with uh, with all them fellas in it. I'm real big into like 90s grunge and stuff, and it has Silverchair and Bush and a bunch of that stuff on there, stuff I still enjoy and listen to. So I felt a little sentimental and put that record on and listened to it a couple times.
3: Oh yeah, right on. Well, fuck, Garrett, you did four. So I did four. I'll do oh, four. Was I supposed to do three? I'd, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. I'll just do the food one that I had written down. Sure. Um, I don't hear this a lot from West Virginia. Like, what kind of cuisine you guys have out there? Um, but what's your favorite place to eat in West Virginia?
1: Uh, I don't know. There's a. Uh, I'm. I'm a real big. I love food that i've grown up on you know pinto beans cornbread and stuff like that it's stuff i could Uh eat every day you know and and folks at one time eat pinto beans just because it was cheap and you could feed a lot of people but you know i love it i eat it as much as i can there's a little restaurant about 20 minutes from where i live in logan west virginia it's called janet's uh uh, park and ride and (laughs) i like it real good
3: sounds like a little cafe a little diner
1: Yeah, just say, uh, just a little, all right, hole in the wall, really. You made it. It's been there forever. They don't, it ain't changed. I mean, it looks like you just stepped out of 1960. I mean, it's just same as it's been from the get go.
2: All right, well, you made it through WB. Um, yeah. You, uh, I I have a question for you because, uh, well, it's, yeah, this, again, this is kind of a two parter. I don't know why I keep this doing this to you, but, um, when you when you started out your show, um, did you have the intention of kind of playing artists that were more regional to to where you're from, or did you kind of just have a broad idea of, like you said, because because you kind of got inspired by Chris Knight is the reason I'm asking this. Um, so to, so did it kind of do you? Did at at first at least did you kind of uh, right. dig a little more regionally for artists like that, or did you kind of just start out with Chris Knight, go down the rabbit hole, and then you discovered artists from Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they may may be, right?
1: Yeah, I honestly never did really uh, put much thought into you know now naturally I live in an area where I mean I'm I live right on the border of of southwestern West Virginia, eastern Kentucky. I mean there's good music everywhere around here. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. you know, just kind of how it is. But I when I first started the show, that really wasn't my intention to try to only play local musicians or, or whatever. I just, if I hear something, that's you know, and I enjoy it, you know, and I think it needs to be heard. You know, I've, I'll play it on my show. I mean, like Tyler Childers, he grew up not even an hour and a half from where I live. But like Colder, you know, he's from Speedy Creek. I mean, that's a long way from yeah. a long way from me. So, uh, you know, I... I, you know, I, I'm blessed that I live in an area like I said that that I am able to feature a lot of musicians locally, but I've never just featured somebody just because they're from here. You know, I've always, right. You know, I, I let the if a song speaks to me, if a record speaks to me, I play it. But like I said, I live in a in an area that there's a whole lot of it. So you know, it's it's never been really intentionally my goal, but uh, you know, like I said, I'm just I, I'm somewhere that uh, you can't go down the road. Couple miles and not hear somebody playing something harder.
2: There, thanks a lot for sitting down and chatting with us for a little while. Um, like I, like I had said, it's pretty cool to actually be sitting here talking to you um, because, like I said, your your show really, you know, inspired both me to start doing starting my twitter account and just bullshitting about country music in that way and then when mike and i were starting this podcast i really i really uh i think i honestly reached out to you um to ask you ask you a few questions when we were getting into starting it and you were really kind enough to get back to me and give me a few pointers and really appreciate it so thank you for everything you've done and everything you continue to do
1: i appreciate it and uh well thank you all for asking me to come on it uh I ain't been up to a whole lot of much here lately, and uh, it felt good to uh, sit down and talk with you boys. I appreciate it.
2: You're welcome back anytime, man.
1: Welcome back anytime. Fellas, I just want to say thank you for uh, for having me on your on your podcast and stuff. And uh, means world to me. You know, anybody that that's trying to help good music get heard, you know, they're all right folks, in my opinion. If folks want to be able to listen to your podcast, uh, where can they go and everything?
2: You can. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for uh, sitting down with us. And uh, we're available on Apple Music, or I guess not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. That is Spotify. I believe we're on Google play We're on iHeartRadio. radio. I think we're on stitcher as well. I have to double check that, but you can find us, you can find us pretty much wherever you get your podcasts and you can, uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you just search hippies and cowboys podcast, uh, you'll be able to find it.
1: Like I said, fellas, I really appreciate it. And, uh, I highly recommend everybody that, uh, is listening to me now to check their podcast out what they're doing is uh something special and it's like i said it's all about getting good music heard and uh it's something that has meant a lot to me for a a long time and uh anybody that shares the same love of music you know like i said i I really appreciate it guys and make sure y'all check their podcast out
2: thanks wb you're welcome
1: Fox called us in. Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. words, you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on. Put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that.